Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to High Desert Word Center. We're cool, calm, and collected in this place, and it's going to be a great day. Amen? All right. Well, praise God. Who's enjoying this nice, cool weather we're having? Amen, amen, yeah. Well, I like it, but it's uh, bringing back some memories from my childhood, so it's probably time that it warms up a little bit. Amen. Well, we're going to have a fantastic day today. Who's excited about worship night tonight? Yes. It is going to be a wonderful, full, power-packed day here at High Desert Word Center. So we're glad you're here this morning. And make sure you make it back tonight at 6 o'clock. We'll talk more about that in a minute. But it is going to be a fantastic day. Let's go ahead and stand up together this morning. And we are going to open up by speaking some words of faith over the United States of America. Who believes that America is coming to Jesus today? Amen. All right. Let's speak these words of faith together. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name and in unity. We confess that Jesus Christ is Lord over the United States of America. We declare that righteousness, mercy, justice, and judgment from you shall prevail. We declare that America will complete her God-given mission to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world. We push back the darkness of Satan from this nation and call for the light of Jesus Christ to invade the media and every home, church, and school and every town, city, and state of this great nation, the United States of America. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord some praise today. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to take a few minutes here to go around and and, uh, give a little love. So make sure you find somebody, give them a handshake, high five, fist bump, hug, whatever it takes. Just make sure everybody gets some love today. Amen. Let's go. to know No 
Sorry, welcome to the awkwardness. Um, if you are with us for the first time, or the first time in a long time, can you wave at me? Welcome to service. We love you. No, we have no one. You all have been here forever. That's awesome. We love you. Welcome to our craziness. We love Jesus. Has anyone got one of these yet this morning? Three of you. Awesome. <laughs> This is the March devotional. Here's what's happening with these, in case you haven't gotten into this yet. Uh, Pastor has been writing these for you. Um, That being said, there's lots of devotionals that you can read, but when your dad writes one for you, it's pretty cool, okay? It's pretty, pretty cool. So, yes, so this month is the book of Proverbs. If you are making dumb choices in your life, This is your answer, okay? This will fix it. If you need wisdom in your life, if you're facing some decisions that need made, you need to make sure that you have this. And they're free, okay? They're free. So make sure you get one before you leave today, okay? Yes. And don't come and tell me that you haven't heard from God if you're not cracking open the word, okay? So if you're having a hard time reading your Bible, this too is the answer for you because it will tell you what to read and give you instructions. Okay, today 
we are having a missions meeting about the trip to Honduras after service in Victory Hall. Okay, so raise your hand and wave at me if you're going to Honduras. Okay, woohoo. Your commitment forms are due today, by the way. It's going to be a really, really great trip. Also tonight is worship night. Okay, more than three of you are excited about that. Yes, welcome to church. I'm so glad you're awake. Um, Tonight is worship service, and there will be no coffee bar this evening. Do you know why? Because... We are going to pray beforehand because when we do worship service, here's what we don't want it to be. It is not a concert. Okay. So, you know, at concerts, you get, um, the twisted version of what God would give you because everyone's waving their hands and that's not, that's not what God would have you do. Right. When men lift up holy hands, we're worshiping God. And so we want for God to be here tonight, okay? We want the Holy Spirit to be here with us and to do what he would need to do in our lives and in our church, and we want our lives changed. Anytime we come into church, right, that's the goal, is that you leave better than what you came in, that God has imparted something to you, given you something, given you the strength to get through life and the week, and that's what we want here tonight. So we want to come together as the body of Christ and to worship But it is also important that before we do anything anywhere that we pray. So we're going to make a point to do that tonight at 545. So if you come in early, great. Show up at 5. That's cool. But you need to eat before you come because there's not going to be any food, okay? So uh, we'll be praying at 545. So just be mindful of that if you're a late one and you're coming in late. Um, we're probably going to be up here praying. So just an idea for that. And bring whoever you want to bring. It's going to be so much fun um, in the presence of the Lord tonight. It'll be wonderful. Um, there is a men's meeting coming up, gentlemen. It is almost March, which I can't believe it. Men's meeting, 9 a.m., the first Saturday of every month in Victory Hall. First Saturday, 9 a.m. Walter Easterling is bringing the word. Where's he at today? Hi, Walt. We love you. He's ignoring us on purpose. (laughs) Brother Cletus, can you poke him and tell him we're talking about him? Walter Easterling, we're so glad that you're preaching at men's meeting. We love you. He's got the wisdom of God. Um, And the, I don't know why I'm saying. Okay, so here's what this says. Okay. Pastor Dave, who's hip and I'm not, says this. Walter Easterling is bringing the word, and the boys are bringing the food. Who, who's the boys? The men, the men. Okay, so to clarify, gentlemen, bring some food to share, okay? Bring some food to share. And in case it didn't work last time, you can bring donuts, but if you know someone else bringing donuts, don't bring all donuts. Anyway. Anyway, on to FPU. So Saturday morning, the 4th, is men's meeting, and then Sunday evening on the 5th is the beginning of FPU. You can sign up at hdwc.org slash FPU. If you are having financial trouble and you don't know what the Bible says about how to manage money, then you need to figure out how to manage money. Or if you're just bad at it, this is the class for you. If you're in debt and feel hopeless, this is the class for you. But in addition to all of that, let me say this. You can come to the first two classes and check it out and see about that, right? Is that a true story? What's that? They can come to the first two classes. First class. First class. One, 
One, not two, just one. Come to the first class and check it out if you're skeptical. Um, but Pastor Josh is preaching this morning, which is really great. I love when Pastor Josh preaches because it's like reading the book of James. It is straightforward. There is no question in what was meant there. So it's going to be really good this morning. He's going to give you some wisdom about that and some more information on financial peace. It's going to be a really great class that's really going to help you and allow you to use money as a tool that God gives to bless your life and use you to bless others. Okay, young adults, right here, and we got some right here, and right here. So if you were like 18 to 25 and you feel bored or you feel like all of us are too old for you, we know and we get it, okay? March 11th, that is a Saturday. You're going to have coffee together at Six Beans. I know it's not Dutchies, okay? And I'm aware it's not Starbucks. But the whole lobby's empty, and they love us, and they're believers. So, Six Beans, 11 a.m., March 11th. Bring your friends, and the cool part is, if you walk in and you think it's too weird, you can go to Subway and act like you didn't mean to. Okay, so you have an out. I'm giving you an out. You can just look over your shoulder and check it out. So, March 11th at 11 a.m., you can't mess that up. Now, here is the most important thing happening in March. Are you ready? Miss P's birthday's on the 12th. Okay? We're going to pretend like she's not here, okay? So you need to have remembered your cards already, okay? I had two people ask me if today was the day. No, it's March 12th, okay? We've only been announcing it forever. It's March 12th. So make sure that you have your cards ready to go and uh, whatever gifts and blessings you're going to bless her with. But in addition to that, make sure you're here early and not late, okay? And party's going to be after service. And we have a sign-up sheet that they just took from me that just went somewhere um, that is for food. Because, you know, sometimes like the men's meeting and the donuts, we all get together and everybody brings the same thing. Like at Thanksgiving, I think tons of people brought mac and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> so Pastor Dave likes to eat the same thing all the time, apparently. Anyway, we would like for you to have something in addition to your mac and cheese. So we've given options on the sign-up sheet. So pick what you would like to bring um, and make sure that we all have more than enough to eat and bring your whole family. It's going to be wonderful. And we're going to provide lots of cake. It's going to be so fun. And we'll get to celebrate all that Miss P has done in our lives. And if you have, in in addition to Miss P's birthday with that, if you have been scheduled for filming after service, you're going after service at your scheduled appointment time to the office to meet Alex. Wave, Alex. Hi, Alex and Adriana. Adriana's over here. Anyway, so you're going to meet them at the office today. Okay? We have new members. New members. Okay, so we're going to come down here so you don't have to come up here. Is that? Yeah, okay. Okay, but we're going to do it here so that... We're so bad at transitions. Okay. So bad. Okay, so we're going to do it here so that you're on the live stream, okay? Because we want all of our people elsewhere across the country to know who you are, too. So, Jesus Medina. Jesus Medina. Woohoo! Hey, we 
we believed God for this one from Kuwait, okay? So welcome to the family. Now it's on paper. Congratulations. We love you. Yeah, stay, stay up here. We're going to make a line. It's going to be great. Okay, Sue Mojica. Woohoo! Carl Smith, who's been an honorary member for a while. Carl is going to be part of FPU. And I'm going to put Miss Sue on blast. So, Raul, can you wave at me? Raul? Okay, this is Raul. This is Sue. Y'all are both Puerto Rican. It's a thing. Okay? And in the Army. Yeah, anyway, so you need to meet Raul after service. Okay, Jessica Pryor. Woohoo! Her son helped her through membership class. He didn't spell very well, but he did help her through membership. <laughs> Trinity Wavara. Did I say it right? Woohoo! We had to clarify that this is Trinity, but not necessarily the Trinity that we're preaching about. But if we could preach about Trinity, there's a lot of good to preach about. It's a good thing. She loves Jesus. <laughs> there are a lot of good things to say about her, she said. So, okay, squeeze like we're family. We had to tell them at membership, because we always do a picture. We had to tell them at membership, okay, you have to squeeze in because there was too many of them. Okay, so now we're going to smile, okay? Okay, now you can go to your seats. We love you all. Welcome to the family, friends. All right, very good, very good. But we're excited. There's several more new members also. They just aren't uh, here with us this morning, so we will be passing their certificates out over the next couple of services, and we're really excited to have the family growing. Amen. All right, who knows what time it is now? Yes, it is happy time. And you're like, well, what's that? Well, the Bible tells us that God loves a cheerful giver. And so we decided that we're going to get real happy when it's time to give back to the Lord. Can we get an amen today? All right. If you need an envelope, raise your hand. The ushers will get you one. We're going to open our Bibles to Proverbs chapter 10. Proverbs 10. I'll be in the New King James. Proverbs chapter 10. And we're going to look at verse 22, Proverbs 10, 22 in the New King James. And I love this verse. And, uh, and I, I just love how God's ways are different than the world's ways. But his ways always turn out better for us. Amen. And, uh, and his ways sometimes don't even make sense to our natural mind. But that's why we trust him by faith. All right. So Proverbs 10 and verse 22 in the New King James, it says, The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. That is really, really good news this morning. Check this verse out. It says that when you've got the blessing of the Lord upon your life, the blessing of the Lord, it makes somebody rich. And the, and the, the, the people of this world will say, no, 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 man, you, that, that's not what that means. Or, or even some religious minded people would say that God does not care about your finances. But that, that, contradicts what the word says in third john 2 where it says beloved i wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers and so the blessing of the lord will make someone rich but here's the best part of it he adds no sorrow with it 
That's good news because in this world, there's a lot of rich people and you don't have to look around very far to see some ungodly and rich people, but they have accumulated along with their wealth a whole lot of sorrow. Have you seen that? I mean, they've had to, they've had to step over people. They've had to sometimes stab people in the back. They've had to do things the wrong way. And so they may have gotten rich, but there was a lot of sorrow with it. And the word tells us that if we will do things God's way, if we will get the blessing of the Lord, he's going to take care of you. But there is no sorrow, no regrets with it. And that is what we're looking for today. Amen. The blessing of the Lord with no sorrow, no regrets. Hallelujah. All right, let's go ahead and stand up together. We are going to be speaking some words of faith over our tithes and our offerings this morning. And I want to always encourage you that as we do these faith confessions, you need to remember that this isn't just something we do. It's not some uh, tradition we have or just some part of the service where we need to fill some space. No, we speak these words of faith over so many different things and over our finances. And we're doing this by faith. So let's say it this morning and say it like you mean it. Amen. As we bring the Lord's tithe and give offerings today, we believe we receive jobs or better jobs, promotions, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, growth and business, settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, bills paid off, debts paid off, royalties received, blessings and increase. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all of my financial needs so I have more than enough to take good care of my family, to give generously in the kingdom of God, and promote the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's go. We're going to learn a new song together this morning. So follow along with the words on the screen, and let's sing with Adriana today.
audience participation. One of my best friends in the world is Pastor Malcolm at the Church of God in Christ. And they do a thing at their church called Call and Response. And the way this is going to work is Adriana is going to sing a line. She's going to call it. And we're going to respond it right by repeating that line back to her. So whatever she sings, we're going to sing it right back to her. Let's give that a shot. So with all my heart, I lift you up. With all my heart, I lift you up. And with all my soul, I lift you up. With all my soul, I lift you up. And with all my strength, I lift you up. With all my strength, I lift you up. And with all I am, I lift you up. With all I am, do that again. So with all my heart, I lift you up, say. With all my heart, I lift you up. And with all my soul, I lift you up, say. With all my soul, I lift you up. And with all my strength, I lift you up, say. With all my strength, I lift you up. And with all I am, I lift you up, say. No greater. No greater friend I know. No greater peace I know. No greater hope I know. No greater joy I know. I touch high and low. And everywhere I go. No greater river flows than you, Jesus. Let's sing that bridge part again. With all my heart, I lift you up. And with all my soul, I lift you up. With all my soul, I lift you up. And with all my strength, I lift you up. With all my strength, I lift you up. And with all I am, I lift you up. With all I am, I lift you up. So with all my heart, I lift you up. Say, all my heart, I lift you up. And with all my soul, I lift you up. Say, all my soul, I lift you up. And with all my strength, I lift you up. Say, all my strength, I lift you up. And with all I am, I lift you up. Say, no greater man I know, no greater peace I know, no greater hope I know, no greater joy I know. I can search high and low, any everywhere I go, no greater river flows than you, Jesus. If he's greater, if he's greater, let him be greater, let him be greater, if he's stronger, if he's stronger, let him be stronger, let him be stronger, if he's higher, if he's higher, let him be 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 higher, if he's greater, if he's greater, let him be greater. If he's stronger, if he's stronger, let him be stronger, let him be stronger. If he's higher, if he's higher, let him be 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 higher. No greater peace I know, no greater peace I know, no greater hope I know, no greater joy I know. I can search high and low, any everywhere I go, no greater river flows. Then you, Jesus. If he's greater, if he's greater, let him be greater, let him be greater. If he's stronger, if he's stronger, let him be stronger, let him be stronger. If he's higher, if he's higher, let him be 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 higher. If he's greater, if he's greater, let him be greater, let him be greater. If he's stronger, if he's stronger, let him be stronger, let him be stronger. If he's higher. If he's higher, let him be higher. Let him be higher. Let him be higher. Let him be higher. No greater friend I know. No greater peace I know. No greater hope I know. No greater joy I know. I can search high and low. 
And yet where I go, no great river flows than you, Jesus.
Thank you, Jesus. We praise your name today. And Jesus, we ask that you would have your way here, Lord. Father, Father God, we ask that you would have your way here. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would move upon us and have your way here today. We praise your name and we thank you, Jesus, for who you are. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, as they're singing this song right here, just what came to me is in Exodus 3, when the Lord appears to Moses and he says, hey, I've got a really big thing that I need you to do. (laughs) You're going to go and to help my people be delivered from slavery and bondage. And and, and Moses says, oh, oh, okay, but if I go, who do I say sent me? I mean, if I go in my name, they're going to laugh me off. And I'm telling you, if you come against some of your problems right now just in your name, they're going to laugh you in the face. But here's what the Lord said to Moses. He said, when they ask who sent you, tell them that I am sent you. And to the natural mind, we're like, well, that's not even a name. That's a phrase. That doesn't make any sense. Well, God doesn't make any sense sometimes, all right? But here's what that means. I am is the all-encompassing, all-inclusive, everything, nothing left out, name of God in your life. Amen. And if you need something from him, you're like, well, man, here I am today and I'm sick. I need healing. God's saying, I am the healer today. Amen. If you're here and you say, man, I need deliverance today. He's saying, I am the deliverer. If you're here today and you're saying, I need a miracle or we're not going to make it. He's saying, I am the miracle worker in your life. Amen. And so. If you're in a spot right now, man, you're at the right place. We're going to help you through this thing. But check it out. If you're like, I need a miracle. Well, hey, listen, there's a couple of conditions to make a miracle happen. One is a great need and the other is great faith. And so if you're here and you're like, man, I got a big problem. All right. Hey, step one, we're on our way. And then if you're like, I need a miracle, it's going to take some great faith and believing and trusting the Lord today. Amen. Amen. Can we give him some praise together? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You are good. Your mercy endures forever and ever and ever. Great is your faithfulness, Lord. We worship you today. Hallelujah. I, mean, I want to encourage you that while we have you here for a minute, check it out. Tonight is going to be an incredible night in the presence of the Lord. And if you've never really been in the presence of the Lord, you don't know what that's all about. Come tonight. Some of you are getting a little glimpse of what that is right now. But in his presence is the fullness of joy. The scripture tells us his presence is literally the book of Psalms tells us a shelter and a fortress. If you're like, man, I feel like I'm being attacked right now. The enemy's after me. I've got this going on. You need to get into the fort, man. What's your problem? Get into the fort. Yeah, don't stand out there in the wide open battlefield, letting the enemy beat your brains out. Get into the fortress, into the fort. And how do you do that? You get into the presence of God. And of course, Psalm 91 tells us, man, that when we are in his presence, no evil can overtake you. No evil can overtake you. You've got this, but it's going to take coming into God's presence. Amen. Can we just give, can we raise our hands one more time today? Hallelujah. 
thank you, Jesus. Lord, we praise you today. And you said that if you would be lifted up from the earth, you would draw all men unto you. But we lift you up this morning. We praise your name. We raise our hands as a sign of surrender. We raise our hands as saying, hey, I know the answer. Amen. And so we raise our hands and give a sacrifice of praise this morning. And we ask that you would have your way in our midst this morning and this evening as we worship you. And Jesus, we just want to tell you, we love you and we thank you, Lord. You have been so, so good to us, so much better than we would ever deserve. And we know that it's by the grace of God that we're even allowed to be around you. But we thank you, Jesus, that you have made a way. We love you and we praise your name. Have your way today in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Can we give him some praise again? The Lord is good. His mercy endures forever. Amen. Well, you can make your way to your seats this morning. Hallelujah. Isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord? I mean, man, there's nowhere else I'd rather be on a Sunday morning. There's nowhere better to be than in God's house. Well, we are going to have a really great time today. Um, I've got my uh, my older brother, Pastor Josh, is going to be delivering the word to us. And uh, amen. Who's excited about that? We'll get him there. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Pastor Josh is going to be discussing. He's got two topics that he's really great at. If you've ever been to a Mary tonight, you know what those two topics are. Uh, he's going to be talking on uh, the less controversial topic today, and that's finances. And we're going to be discussing handling finances uh, God's way. And uh, he's got a great gift and an anointing in this. And I'll, I'll let him tell some of uh, their testimony and story. But uh, Josh knows the word of God really well. And so, uh, you know, we joke around a lot and razz each other. And I would say we heckle each other from the crowd at times. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, it's all out of love. We love each other. And I was real quick thinking, I'm going to share one story that I'm going to let him preach. But uh, I was thinking of this one time, and some of you have heard this story, but we were at our church in Indianapolis, and they brought uh, a children's evangelist in to preach to the kids. And we were all excited. And this guy is, uh, he, you know, he's doing a good job, doing a good job. And he's like, he, he quotes this verse, Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. And so he's saying this verse, and man, our dad has been drilling this verse into our heads, like since we were still in the hospital. We know this verse really, really well. And so the guy's like, I'll give a dollar to any kid that can tell me what the meaning of this verse is. No one raised their hand. He's like, okay, $5. Then he goes up to $10, and then he goes up to $20, and Josh's hand shoots straight up. He's like, I'll do it for 20 and so he gets up there and gives a beautiful, expository, theological, homiletical breakdown of Proverbs eighteen twenty one, and the man's jaw dropped. He was like, he was shocked. And so Josh got the $20, and back in 1992, $20 could have been $2,000. You know what I mean? And so we were thrilled, and he tithed off of it. Then we went straight to Kmart. We got us some cap guns and cowboy hats, and the rest is history. That's right. Here we are. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I think that was a pretty good segue. So it's all yours. Amen. All right, all right. <laughs> Give us the word. Let's have a good time. Let's hear it for Big Brother, Pastor John. Even back then, I was wheeling and dealing because I. Uh... Oh. Sorry, my wife distracts me sometimes. For those of you that were married, you should be used to this. Um, <laughs> I knew. <laughs> Isn't she good looking, though? I just have the most beautiful wife in the whole world. I'm very blessed. <laughs> yeah, now I gotta find my train of thought. She always distracts me. 
I was saying, though, uh, even back then, I knew the meaning of that verse, but I, I was too shy to get up and do it for a dollar. But, man, when that guy up to, got up to $20. And then the best part of the story was uh, a couple of days later, my dad happened to be eating lunch at the same restaurant. As, oh, dad, was, dad wasn't even a pastor yet. He was still a truck driver. And he was having lunch, and uh, he got to talking to this guy, and the guy's like, yeah, I'm a, ch- I'm a children's evangelist. And he's like, you wouldn't believe it, but last uh, Sunday I was at this church, and I was going to preach on this scripture, and I, I always ask if anybody knows what it means, and nobody ever knows what it does, so I always like, you know, I'll give you a dollar if you know it. He's like, some kid knew it and got, got 20 bucks off of me. I don't know how I could. He was mad. He didn't know if he was going to be able to buy his lunch that week. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. We come from a, a, a line of preachers, I guess. <laughs> um, and like Pastor Dave said, uh, I typically only preach on a couple of subjects. I usually preach on marriage and finances. Uh, and that's because I like to preach on um, things that I'm passionate about or are things that you know that I'm knowledgeable about. And uh, it's kind of funny, though, because... Marriage, sex, and money are the two topics that most preachers try to avoid preaching on. So I guess if they need someone to preach on those, they call me in because maybe I, maybe I have no shame. I don't know. Um, but really, though, I preach about things that the Lord puts on my heart. And uh, today, the Lord has asked, uh, Pastor Dave asked me to preach on, on this. And so the Lord actually did put something uh, on my heart that I want to talk about today. So let's go ahead and pray, and then we'll get right into it. Uh, Father God, in Jesus' name, we just love you, Lord, and we're so thankful for your word and, uh, and that you can speak to us, Lord. I just ask today that you would help me to speak the words that you would have me to speak, Lord. Uh, help me not to speak of myself, but instead to speak what you would have me to speak. Help everyone here to have attentive hearts, attentive minds, and help us to receive everything that you have for us. And we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So, uh, a couple of weeks ago, Pastor Dave taught us on a Wednesday night on uh, different ways that we can, uh, the Lord can lead us. Um, and we won't go through all of his messages, but it's on, it was a good message. It's on the podcast if you want it. But, you know, the Lord leads us through his word. We can read scriptures that will help us know where we need to go in life. Uh, he can use pastors and teachers. He can lead us through our spirits, through the Holy Spirit. Uh, and that's what I want to talk a little bit about today, actually. So, um if you want, flip over real quick to Romans 8.14. Romans 8.14. Give you a second to get there. And uh, Romans 8.14, it says... For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. <clears throat> there, wait, there we go. There we go, there we go. Sorry about that. All who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So one of the main ways that the Lord leads us is through His Holy Spirit. And what I want to talk about today is that one of the main ways he does this is by giving us steps to take. And so uh, the title uh, today is on your little handout. In fact, uh, does everybody get a handout? If you don't have a handout, then 
uh, raise your hand. There's, and the ushers can get you one. One of the main ways the Lord leads us is through steps. And so the first thing you can put on your outline there is that the Lord leads us in steps. Um, the Bible never mentions anywhere taking a leap of faith. That's not scriptural. The Lord always leads us in simple steps. He doesn't want us to jump, you know, take a big, huge leap. He just takes us one step at a time. In fact, uh, look at Psalm 37:23 real quick. And I'll, show, I'll try to show you this quickly. Psalm 37, verse 23, famous passage. Psalm 37, 23, and it says, The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. The Lord directs our steps. He directs us one step at a time. Um, I know you've probably just flipped there, but flip over real quick to Proverbs 16, verse 9. Proverbs 16, verse 9. I just want to show you that there's all sorts of scriptures that talk about the Lord leading us in steps. He's not going to tell us to just jump out into something crazy. He wants us to take one step at a time. I'll give you, I I still heard pages turning, so I will give you a second there. It's good to bring your Bibles to church. Um, Because you never know, getting someone like me up here, I can get up here and say whatever I want. So you've got to get your Bibles and keep me honest. (laughs) All right. So let's read this. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 9. It says, We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. The Lord determines our steps. There it is again, talking about steps. And flip over a couple of more pages to uh, uh, Proverbs 20. Proverbs chapter 20. And we'll look... At verse 24. And this one says, The Lord directs our steps. So why try to understand everything along the way? The Lord directs our steps. And it says, So why try to understand everything along the way? The second thing I wanted to just mention here briefly is that the Lord... Uh, on your outline, the Lord doesn't show us the whole picture all at once. The Lord just gives us one step at a time. And sometimes maybe that step won't necessarily make sense to our natural mind, but it's always going to be something that we are capable of doing. The Lord's not going to ask us to do something that we can't do. Um, an example that Pastor Dave's used before, but I thought was kind of interesting, is... Uh, uh, we, we have our friend, Pastor, uh, Rev, our evangelist, Brian Besser, that comes and visits us from time to time. Um, and he's a traveling minister, so his main, he, you know, he preaches the gospel, but his main source of living has, always, has been that he travels and he speaks to churches, and that's how he makes it. Uh, in early tw- 2020, he felt the Lord telling him that he should go out and study to get his real estate license. And he was thinking to himself, why in the world would I get my real estate license? 
I'm a traveling minister. I don't have time to do real estate stuff. I travel, and that's what I do. That's how I, you know, I preach for the Lord, but that's also how I provide for my family. And so, even though that step made no sense to him, it was something that he could do. He was, had the ability to go out and get his real estate license. So in early 2020, he went out and got his real estate license. And then in uh, early spring 2020, we all remember that COVID hit. And so the traveling speaker uh, business went completely kaput. He was not able to travel anywhere. So he had no way, would have had no way to provide for his family. But since he had listened to the Lord, even though it made no sense, and got his real estate license, he was ready. And that was right around the same time that everybody started buying houses from their computers at home because they couldn't get out. And so he was able to more than take care of his family by following a step that the Lord had given him that didn't make any sense to his head. And I'm, I'm glad to hear that I heard that he's... So he's been doing that for a couple of years. I heard the other day that he's slowly starting to transition back into ministry, which I'm super excited about because that's his call. That's his true call in life. But you also have to take care of your family. The Bible tells us that we're responsible for taking care of our families. If we don't take care of our families, in fact, it says that we're worse off than an unbeliever. So I'm glad that he took that, um, that step. Flip over real quick with me, if you can, to uh, Isaiah 55. Isaiah 55, and we're talking about the Lord doesn't show us the whole picture all at once. Isaiah 55, and we will look at verse 8 and verse 9. This is a pretty famous passage as well. And it says... uh, Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. The Lord doesn't show us the whole picture at once. He leads us in steps. And honestly, I think part of that is because if the Lord showed us the whole picture at once, the first thing most of us would do would be to just run out and try to make the whole thing happen by ourselves all at once. And that's not how the Lord works. He leads us in taking one simple step at a time. The Lord always leads us in steps. Now, sometimes it might be a step that's difficult, but everything the Lord wants us to do, He's going to lead us in a step. It's going to be a step that we can take. And then, here's the cool part. When we take our step then he does his part. We take a step, and then he does his part. Um, Number three on your outline there says um, that we provide the natural, and then God provides the supernatural. Uh, This is something I always tell my worship team every Sunday when we're practicing before service. I tell them we're going to do our best in the natural. We're going to practice, make sure we're all singing on key, playing the right notes, singing the right words, uh, making sure the sound sounds as best as it can. And when we do that, we do our best in the natural. We give our best in the natural, and then God's able to add in his supernatural. That's where uh, he, you can see things like the anointing, miracles, gifts of the Spirit. This morning, there was just an awesome anointing over worship. Um, and, you know, we did our best. We played our best in the natural, but that's where we have to rely on the Lord for the supernatural. Because we can practice 
uh, all we want and practice any songs we want, but if we don't have the Lord bringing in supernatural, then we're just singing songs. Um, and I love it. I love it so much when the Lord brings in that sweet anointing. I'm super excited for the worship service tonight. There's going to be a, uh, it, it's, and some, you know, some people say, you know, well, I can sing and, and, and just worship God at home, which is true. You can worship God anywhere you go. But when you get a whole group of believers together who are in the same mind and the same spirit, there's something, it's just something you can't reproduce at home on your own. So I, everybody should come tonight. I, I've got, um, I'm excited. I've even got some of my friends from some of the other churches in town are going to come play with us. So that's going to be cool too. It's going to be, it's going to be a good thing tonight. But make sure you come out. Um, so we provide the natural. God provides the supernatural. The Lord will never ask us to do anything supernatural. The Lord will always ask us to do something natural. And then he does the supernatural. Think about one of the scriptures we use here a lot. Uh, Mark chapter 16, verse 18. It says that when believers lay their hands on sick people... They will be healed. But if you think about it, just putting your hands on someone, is a nat- it's something we do in the natural. There's nothing supernatural about putting your hands on it. But when we do our part in the natural, put our hand on someone, the Lord adds in the supernatural. And that's when people are healed. From taking the physical step, the natural step, then the Lord brings in his supernatural. Same thing with uh, Mark 11:23 says, um, I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must really believe that it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. So we're speaking natural words. We're doing something in the natural, and we all talk all the time. But when you speak those words in faith, doing something in the natural, the Lord brings in the supernatural, and mountains are moved. The Bible is just full of things like this, just natural things that we can do. And then the Lord brings in the supernatural on top of it. And that's when you start seeing miracles and things that you just can, can't even comprehend. It's, it's so awesome. And so I'm going to switch gears here just for a few minutes uh, and just give an example of how the Lord has really, really done this in Julie in my life. You know, we took some steps in the natural, and he's blessed us tremendously. Um, now, like Pastor Dave was joking, and like we all say, uh, I tend to speak about marriage and money. So I want to talk about money for a couple of minutes here, if you don't mind. Um, Julie and I do a lot of... Uh, where is Julie? She's, oh, she's back there. There we go. Um, we do a lot of the uh, financial counseling guidance sessions around here. When people are struggling with money, we like to sit down with them and help them get back on track. Um, we've helped the church get their budget on track uh, where the church is doing better than ever. Um, it really is. It's, it's amazing. Um, I guess we're kind of like the church financial gurus, if you will. <laughs> um, but it definitely did not start off that way at all. Uh, in fact, I was probably the biggest financial moron that you've ever met in your life. <laughs> um, I was thinking back, right out of high school, I... Um, I got a job at a bank, and even though I worked at a bank, I had no clue how to handle money at all. I was, I don't know, I don't even know how I, how I showed up at work every day. I was a huge moron. Um, oh, you'll get yours, brother. You just wait. Uh, <laughs> so I worked at a bank, 
had no clue how to handle money. Uh, and after a couple years, you know, I see all these posters all the time for mortgages and stuff. So I'm like, you know what? Sounds like a good idea. I ought to just buy a house, even though I have no clue what I'm doing. So I did. I went out and bought a house, even though I had no money. And uh, I realized once I got into the house that I had no furniture or anything to put in the house. So I decided that I should go out and get a credit card so I could furnish my house. And so uh, I did furnish my house with a credit card. And I might have accidentally bought a, a piano and a, a drum set and a, a couple of guitars and a couple of basses in there somewhere. I don't know. Those may have snuck in. Um, and since I had all these instruments, I actually decided at that point that I should form a Christian rock band with some of my friends. And I actually, I have a picture of my old Christian rock band, if they can put that up there. Um, yeah, so that's... Yeah, I, I, spent, I, I think I put a bunch of tacos on the credit card, too. I was a little heavier back then. <laughs> And believe it or not, um, Pastor Dave, for a short bit, was actually uh, our band chaplain. Um, and I don't know if he even remembers this or not, but I found a picture of him. Uh, of him. He, uh, he, he was, I think he was giving a lesson to us. <laughs> yeah, that's a... Uh, He heckles me constantly when I preach. This is my own little brother. But he was, he really was our band chaplain. And so this is him giving a, a lesson, I think, at Taco Bell after one of our concerts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> you, you can probably go to the next slide. I don't even know what's on the next slide. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, I was in a Christian rock band for a couple of years. We traveled all over. Indiana, um, but uh, after a couple of years of that, I started feeling the Lord uh, calling me to go into uh, a ministry training program, which I never thought I would do because my dad was a pastor, and I just never had any interest in going into the ministry, but I really felt the Lord start tugging on my heart that I needed to go to this ministry school, um, and so uh, even though I still had no clue how to handle money, I realized that I probably couldn't go back to school um, if I had all of these guitar center credit cards just racked up and I couldn't make the payments while I'm in school. Um, and that's because uh, Proverbs 22.7 says, The rich rule over the poor, and the borrower is slave to the lender. So I couldn't serve my true master Jesus because I was slave to all of these credit cards and all of this debt. And so even though I had no clue what I was doing, I at least had enough common sense that I'm like, I'm going to pay off all this debt. So uh, I got, I was still working full time at the bank this whole time. I got a second job waiting tables. And so uh, I worked seven days a week for like a solid year to pay off all this debt. So I would work um, eight to five, Monday through Friday at the bank. And then Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night, I would go work from like 5 to 10 or 11 waiting tables. The only time I ever was not at work was Sunday morning when I was at church and Wednesday night was at church. If not for those two times, I was working my butt off. I was working like 80 plus hours a week because I wanted to pay off all this debt. Um, 
So after a year of doing that, I was able to pay off all of my debt, which was a huge blessing. I still had no clue what I was doing. I just thought I, like, I can't go to school with debt, so I did that. I paid off all this debt, and I headed off to Bible school. Um, but since I didn't learn anything along the way other than just getting this all out of the way, while I was in school, I started slowly racking the debt back up. Um, and so I did that for a couple of years. And then about two years into ministry school, uh, we got a new student one day. And it happened to be the most beautiful woman I had ever laid eyes on. And I found a picture of her and I from back then. Can you put that? That. Uh, yeah. And the... <laughs> The crazy thing is, like, she still looks, she's had, like, she's had, like, 15 kids, and she still looks exactly the same. And I, I'm probably a little worse for the wear, but she still looks great, at least. At least one of us does, I guess. <laughs> but uh, we ended up dating, and after a few months, we got married. I put one of my wedding pictures up there, just, you can see she still looks... She still looks exactly the same. I still look like more or less like a hobo or something. I don't know. <laughs> see, that's the, see, that's a miracle right there, is that someone like me could get someone as beautiful as her. <laughs> but Proverbs 18.22 does say that the man who finds a wife finds a treasure, and he receives favor from the Lord. Um, so I've been, I've been reading that to... Um, my boys, and sometimes they'll say, Dad, Mom is your treasure. And I'm like, that's right, boy, she is. Um, but a little tip for all the single people, anybody that wants to get married, uh, one of the key words in Proverbs 18.22 is that the man who finds a wife finds a treasure. So if you're single and you want to get married, you can't just stay at home and pray that the Lord will drop off a beautiful man or woman in your living room. You can't find something unless you're out looking for it. And the Bible says you have to find your wife. So uh, since we're all believers here, you should not be looking for an unbeliever. So you need to look where believers hang out. So you need to be looking uh, at church or, I don't know, Christian concerts. Go someplace where Christian people hang out if you want to find a Christian spouse. And it is your responsibility to find them because it says you have to find the wife if you want your treasure. Just a little side note there. <laughs> but back to my story. Um, since uh, Julie and I were newly married, I had still up to this point uh, just been working. I was, I was done with my Bible school training, but I still worked pretty much full-time there on a volunteer basis at the school, um, at the church there. And I realized that I probably couldn't do this and still take care of my wife. So um, I did the next best thing, me and some of my buddies went out and got a job at Wendy's. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty great, except for the part where it wasn't great. Um, not a big fan of, of working there. But uh, I worked there, still had no clue out of the money. And since Julie was now a part of the equation, she coincidentally also had no clue how to handle money. And don't let her tell you otherwise. She, At the very least, she was aware of all the stupid stuff I was doing with money at that time. Um, uh, one month, uh, it came time for our rent, and uh, we didn't have the money to pay rent that month. Uh, and it, I think it's because we had spent all of our uh, wages, all of our money on uh, tacos and donuts that month. And before you judge me, 
we lived in Denver at the, at the time, and they have this restaurant that our pastor uh, at, in Denver used to always take us to called Chubby's. They have this thing called a Mexican hamburger. And listen to me. They take the biggest tortilla you've ever seen, put a hamburger bun on there, or a hamburger on there, a ton of refried beans, a big scoop of green chili, and like five pounds of cheese, and then roll it up like a burrito. And it is the most delicious thing you've ever had in your life. It was so delicious that I got way back into credit card debt buying them. <laughs> but since we'd spent all of our monies on Mexican hamburgers, that, that one month uh, we ended up putting our rent on our credit card because we didn't have the money to pay rent. Uh, I still had no clue what I was doing, so I said, oh, this is just fine. This is what people do all the time. They, normal people always put their credit card on rent, don't they? <laughs> um, at that point, Julie at least had enough common sense to start thinking, uh, you know, this isn't really normal. You should be paying your rent, not putting it on the credit card. Um, and it was right around this time that our church uh, was getting ready to start offering a financial class. And I, somehow I think I missed the announcement because I was always on the worship team. And so what I do is as soon as I got done playing on the worship team, I'd sneak out back and go steal some of the donuts from the welcome room that they had set up. And so, so she was out there listening to the announcements and being a good, a good Christian. I was back there stealing donuts from the, the new congregation members. <laughs> um, but, uh, and don't, she loves donuts probably even more than I do, so I don't know how she got out of that one. But uh, she did hear the announcement, and she compelled me to attend this class with her. Um, I had no interest in the class because it was on Sunday nights. Uh, and uh, during football season, I'm usually locked to the Sunday night football. In fact, uh, Julie and I just were talking the other day to the couple that uh, had taught this class all, this, all these years ago. Um, and she reminded me that uh, the first thing I said when I walked through the door was, uh, you know, if there's a good game on Sunday Night Football, I won't be back. So don't count on me being here. <laughs> so I forgot I had said that, but yeah. Um, but by the end of that first class, the Holy Spirit really started tugging on my heart and saying, you know, it really isn't normal to buy so many tacos that you can't pay your rent. <laughs> Which you, you would think would be common sense, but I guess, at least for me, it wasn't. Um, and so Julie and I went home and sat down, uh, and for the first time in our marriage, which we'd only been married for a year or two at that point, we discussed our finances together. Um, we got out our old calculator and added up all of our uh, taco debt, and, uh, and in fact, I've, I think I had went out and bought one, because when I went to Bible school, I sold all, a bunch of my piano and drum set, so... I had put some more of those like guitars and stuff back on the credit cards because I had to replace the ones that I left in Indiana when I moved. So uh, we added all this up, and we had $27,000 in debt on just stupid stuff. It was all like, seriously, it was like going out to dinner, uh, buying like third and fourth bass guitars when you don't tell anybody, especially don't tell Julie this, but really you can probably get by with just one bass. I should have told her to earmuff that one first. But but we just had debt on all sorts of stupid stuff. So we finally realized that we had an issue, and we decided to take 
our very first step in the natural, and we were going to begin the very, very slow process of paying off our debt. And I say slow because at this point, I was still working at Wendy's making minimum wage. And Julie was maybe making, she was working at a home health care company making just slightly more than I was, not much. Um, 27000 may not sound like a lot to some people, but with as poor as we were, it may have been 270000 because we had no money at all. Uh, we did, we got off the calculator, we figured, you know, if we really sacrificed Maybe within two or three years, we can get all of this debt out of the way. And so we took our first step in the natural. And when we took our step in the natural, the Lord opened up the floodgates in the supernatural in an amazing way. About uh, a couple, a few weeks into our two to three year journey, I was, I was able to get a new job. And this new job was a 60% pay increase over my old job. Um, which it was a, for us, it was a pretty big bump. Um, a couple of months into that, my boss noticed that I was doing pretty good at my job, so he gave me another 10% on top of that, just within a couple of weeks. And then, uh, even cooler than that, a couple of more months in, they're like, you know, we really like you, and it's because, uh, you know, I, something I, I, one of my life scriptures is in Colossians 3, it says that we're not working for our, ourselves, we're working for the Lord. And so everything I do, I try to work for the Lord. So it's not because I'm like, um, you know, some amazing worker or something. I'm just working for the Lord, and he gives me favor. And I've opened that door in the supernatural by doing my part in the natural. A couple more months in, they offered me a brand new position, which was an additional 70% increase on top of what I was making before. And at this exact same time, literally within a couple weeks of me, Julie got a new position at her company and was making 90% more. So within just a, a couple of months of us taking our first step in the natural, the Lord poured out the supernatural and our income went up by 130%. <laughs> and th- this, it's not just something that happens on its own. It was the Lord supernaturally blessing us because we were doing our best in the natural. So, <clears throat> pardon me, 14 months after our first step, Julie and I were able to completely pay off all of that debt. 14 months. Yeah. And so uh, God took our, our natural plan. We were doing our best. We were planning on two to three years. And he added his supernatural, and we accomplished it in half the time. Um, and it was right around this time uh, that the Lord started speaking to our hearts that maybe we should uh, move out from Denver and move out here to California to be with you all. So uh, I found a picture, another picture, just to break up. If you can put that one up there. There's me and Julie. (laughs) That is us getting ready to pack up the car and move out to Barstow. And that was actually um, 10 years ago. 10 years ago this June, Julie and I moved out here. And so uh, we made that uh, that move completely debt-free. We paid for it in cash. Uh, and like I said, June will be 10 years out here. And so through all of these years, uh, 
Julie and I have continued to live by these same principles. Um, it's been well over a decade now, and the Lord has continued through these years. I could sit here and tell you testimony after testimony about how the Lord has blessed us. But we now make 285% more than we did when we first started this journey over 10 years ago, which is like a supernatural thing. I, I won't tell you the whole story, but like to get where we are does not happen on its own. And it's not like I, I, I have like a two-year community college degree. It's not like I went out and like went to school for 15 years. I'm not like, I mean, I'm smarter than some people on the front row, but... Uh, <laughs> he takes twice as many shots at me when he preaches as I... <laughs> but it's, it's, it's not because of my own intelligence or because of, of me. It's because the Lord has just continued to bless us. Um, uh, we've gone from putting tacos on credit cards to not having any debt of any kind. <laughs> we have uh, no credit cards, no car payments, no student loans. And in fact, uh, in 2021, we actually paid off our house. So we don't even... We don't even have a mortgage. We owe no man anything. There's a scripture in Romans that says that you should owe no man anything except to love him. And that's one that Julie and I live by. We don't owe anybody anything, not a single penny. Um, and so the Lord has blessed us. I got one more picture up there just for the heck of it. Um, this is where we are now. We've added, uh, we've added five kids along the way. <laughs> and we're, we're done. Five little boys, but... If you all want to have them over to your house for lunch, they're welcome to go. And I'll go home and take a nap. Um, but seriously, the Lord has just blessed us. And it's because we started taking one step at a time. And as we took our step in the natural, the Lord would add in his supernatural. And that's how the Lord leads us in every area of our lives. He's going to give us a simple step or something in the natural that we can do. And then he's able to pour out his supernatural on top of that. So um, since Julie and I, this class blessed us so much, we decided we would start teaching it ourselves. And we've actually been teaching this same financial class that we took for over 10 years now. Um, we've seen lots of people pay off debt, some people more, some people less than us. A lot of people have just been blessed through this class. Um, and that's why we were talking about it. It's, we're getting ready to start it back up again on March 5th. Um, and don't, I want, don't want anybody thinking it's like a get-rich-quick scheme or something. If anything, it's more like a get-rich-slow scheme. <laughs> um, it's more like a, uh, it's, uh, Dave Ramsey's the one who's written the, the curriculum, and he talks about how it's like a, more like a crockpot than a microwave. Because it's something, it takes time. It took Julie and I a long ways to get here. It's not something that happened overnight. But these are all common-sense Bible-based principles that would, everybody would benefit from. No matter where you are in your life, no matter how old or how young, uh, it's something that will really bless you. Um, so I think you should all sign up. Uh, it's only a nine-week class. It does cost uh, $80. That's because you have to get all the materials and stuff. It's not my material, so I can't just give it to you. But this could be a chance for you to take a step in faith, to just take a first step in getting your finances in order. Um, so if you're interested in signing up... Uh, I left it blank on your page so you could fill it in. It's hdwc.org 
slash FPU uh, for Financial Peace University. You can sign up there, or you can uh, scan that little QR code, and it'll take you to sign up. But it's a step of faith for some of you, you know. Maybe it's hard for someone to pay the money or whatever, but that's the Lord doesn't always ask us to do easy things. Just take that step of faith, and you can end up, you know, the Lord can really bless you. Because, you know, we always talk about giving and receiving. A big part of being blessed financially is giving and receiving, but... If all you're doing is giving and you don't have any common sense behind it, the Bible talks about you have to be a good manager of your money as well. And that's what this class is all about. It teaches you to be a good manager of your money. So um, to kind of uh, start bringing things in, back to where I started, uh, number one, the Lord leads us in steps. He always leads us in steps. He's not going to ask us to just jump out there and do something crazy. It's not a leap of faith. It's a step of faith. Um, the Lord doesn't show us the whole picture at once. I mean, I don't know what Julie and I would have thought if we were seeing where we are now. But the Bible says in Ephesians 3.20 that he does exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever ask or even imagine, according to the power that works in us. And then the third thing is that we do our best in the natural. We provide the natural, and then God provides the supernatural. So that's how you can be led by the Lord. I think that's about all I've got. For the moment, if Pastor Dave wants to come back up here, I probably I don't know if I should. Technically, this Tom works underneath me as far as the hierarchy and the ministry structure. So you, you have permission to cut his mic if he starts saying something crazy. <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah, I know. He, oh, yeah. Amen. What do you, how do you what do you say about what just happened there? I don't even know what to say about that. Uh, amen. <laughs> no, we have a good time. We appreciate you putting up with our joking with each other. It's uh, it's a dream come true to get to work with your family and ministry, and we do have a really good time with that. Uh, but out of everything that Pastor Josh just shared with us, again, you know, sometimes, well, I guess I'm thinking about the old example we use a lot. Sometimes we're in a really bad spot. And it reminds me of the story of the, the man that was told that, hey, there's a flood coming. And, every, you know, someone knocked on the door and said, hey, it's time to leave. They said to evacuate. There's a flood coming. Nah, God's going to save me. I don't need your help. Well, then next thing you know, he's up. The flood comes and he's up on the next level. Somebody comes on a boat and he's up on the, the roof of his porch. And they say, hey, get in the boat. We'll save you. He's like, no, I'm, God's going to save me. I don't need that. Well, next thing you know, the flood has gotten even worse, and now he's all the way up on the chimney, and a helicopter comes in, and they throw a ladder down and say, come on, we're here to help you. I don't need that. God's going God's gonna to save me. Well, next thing you know, he drowns and dies, and he's up in heaven, and he's talking to the Lord and says, hey, what happened? Why didn't you come through for me? He's like, I came through for you. I sent somebody to knock on your door. I sent somebody to come in a boat. I even sent a helicopter and all the help that I sent to you, you ignored. And so if you're in a situation where financially you're like, man, I, I, I need some help right now. I just wish God would do something. Well, here's the knock on your door right now. God's doing something. He is showing you that there is a way to fix this. And I have also found out that sometimes when we just get a quick fix to something, it feels good for a minute, but it doesn't have the lasting effect that it would have if we 
did something the right way, if we did something and took the steps to really make it happen. And so, again, so many times, like, man, I know what I need. I need to win the lottery. I need a million dollars to just rain down right now. That would actually be bad for a lot of us because we would squander it, and we'd probably be in $2 million in debt, right? (laughs) And so God's way is the best way, and his way isn't always the fastest way, and it may not always be the easiest way, but it is always the best way. And so I'm encouraging with us that to, uh, on that today. And, uh, and so go ahead and, and check out that information. Like we shared earlier, that first class is free to come and just check it out and, and see what it's all about. And then you can really make a decision on if you want to, you know, go ahead and go through with that. But uh, God is good, and this is a way for us to get some help and just think about how much easier and better life would be if we didn't have that weight upon our shoulders of having to pay these credit cards and having to pay this and that. Being debt-free is a great feeling, and, uh, and that's the will of God for all of us here today. Amen. Can we give the Lord some praise together? Hallelujah. Well, let's go ahead and stand up. Amen. I know that's a little bit different than, uh, you know, what our normal Sunday morning service is like. Um, and so a little bit of a different angle to, to bring the word today. But I'm glad that you are here to receive it. And we're going to take a few minutes, though, this morning as we kind of start to wind things down. I'm going to have my prayer team come forward here. And uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and, uh, and have some uh, a time of worship this morning. But the biggest thing that we can <laughs> offer anybody in the world is this you know you may be here thinking man i need money or man i need i need healing man i need counseling i'm uh, blah 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 you may have all these things you need but the biggest thing that you have need of is jesus christ as your lord and savior nothing else will work in life until you get this one thing right and so again i know we kind of you know didn't uh, go uh, this route today but I want to take a minute this morning and uh, and lead you in a prayer. And if you're here and and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, maybe you're here and you did at one point, but you kind of walked away, or maybe you just never really uh, invited Jesus into your life. Well, today's the day to take care of that and get that fixed. That's step number one, and then other things can start falling into place from there. But I'd like to pray with you this morning if we could bow our heads and close our eyes. And I'd like for you to, to pray this prayer with me. Father, in Jesus' name, I believe in your son, Jesus. I believe that he died, that he rose again, that he's coming back someday. Jesus, forgive me for anything wrong I've done. I promise to live for you now. Give me the strength in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Isn't it good this morning? To be in the presence of God. Well, listen, if you're here and you pray that, and this was your moment to restore your relationship with Jesus, we want to help you out with that. And uh, and what we do is we've got a 30-day program called Spiritual Personal Trainer, SPT, and we will hook you up with somebody else from the church uh, that will text you a Bible verse and a devotion every day. They'll pray with you. They'll guide you. They'll be a mentor uh, to kind of get you started on the right track over this next month. Uh, we don't want to just pray with you and then say, hey, good luck. Hope you make it. We want to help you 
get started on your relationship with Jesus. So if that's you, I've got Jose over here with his hand held high. That's Jose. He will get your information and get you paired up with somebody uh, that could be compatible to help you out uh, in this journey. So please go see him here in just a minute, and he will get that uh, information from you. Amen. Well, uh, we're going to worship the Lord for just a few minutes before we close out. If you're here and you need prayer for anything at all, anything at all. We've got a team of people up here that would love to pray with you and use our faith along with yours to see God do something great in your life. So let's take a few minutes uh, to worship the Lord as we close out. And uh, if you need prayer, come on up. We will pray with you. You are here moving in our midst. I worship you I worship you. You are here, walking in this place. I worship you. I worship you. You are here, moving in.
Had a good time in church today, everybody. Yes. Amen. Well, I super, super encourage you to come out tonight at six o'clock. We're just going to worship the Lord. Uh, there's some, you know, other people from other churches are going to be joining us, so it's going to be a unified night of praise and worship. And uh, it's all about Jesus. We don't have an agenda. We don't have, uh, you know, anything. It's just, it's all about. Jesus tonight and worshiping him. So come on out. Uh, we're going to gather around the altar at about 545, about quarter till and do some praying and just uh, asking the Lord to have his way. Whatever he wants to do, he can do. Amen. Okay. And there is nursery available tonight for up, up until age four. So nursery will be open this evening, just like it always is on Sunday nights. And also Alex wanted me to tell you, he's in charge of our media team. He's our media director. Uh, way back he had scheduled for some of his friends that do uh, some videography to come and join us tonight. And so this has been scheduled for months, but they're going to come. You'll see some cameras here tonight. Just worship the Lord. They're not here to catch you or to, you know, put you on blast. We're just uh, something that uh, we want to get some uh, good footage of some stuff. But anyway, tonight's going to be an incredible night of praise and worship and honoring the Lord. Amen. And worshiping him. And uh if you've never been in the presence of God, and I know a lot of you are newer to the Christian faith and whatnot, if you've never been in God's presence, there's nothing in this world like it. All I can say is don't miss tonight. Be here at 6 o'clock. And if you don't normally come out at you know, this nighttime service, do something different. If you want something different, you're going to have to do something different. Amen. So come on out tonight, 6 o'clock. Amen. I'm going to go ahead and uh, close us out in prayer. All right. And uh, if you are in, interested or want information or are planning on the missions trip to Honduras in June, Cindy right back there is going to be in Victory Hall, the, the building that the children are in right after service. So go over there, talk to Cindy, and she's got the information for the trip, taking the next steps to get you to Honduras. Amen. Okay. And one more announcement, man. We got announcements everywhere. Uh, <laughs> 
if you have scheduled with Alex, uh, he's making a video for the birthday party in a few weeks. If you have been scheduled with Alex, he's going to be in the administration building. That's the building across the parking lot that way. We've got buildings everywhere. So you head over there, and uh, he'll get you uh, your slot filmed, and then you can go home and have lunch and come back tonight. Amen. All right. Does anybody else have an announcement? No, right. That's not, no, 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 no. Hey, Suze, put your hand. All right. So let's go ahead, and we're going to pray and speak some words of faith over Barstow. And then you can go, but come back tonight. Amen. Let's go. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, for what we have seen in your word today. And, Lord, we know that, yes, you lead us by steps. And, Lord, I pray for anybody here today that if you are showing them the next step to take for their situation, that they will, by faith, take that step, Lord, and you will lead them to where they need to be. And, Lord, for anybody that's having financial uh, difficulties right now, I pray that you would show them the way, Lord, and that they would take advantage of this opportunity uh, for financial peace. But Lord, we love you, and we know that you've got good plans for every life here, and we want to honor you and do our best for you. Lord, use us this week to show your love to everybody, everywhere we go. You said that we're the light of the world, and so Jesus, we're going to be that light. We're going to shine bright for you this week. We love you, and we praise your name. In Jesus' name, can someone say amen? All right. Let's speak some faith over Barstow today. We declare that Barstow is a blessed city. Our families are blessed. Our schools are blessed. Our churches are blessed. Barstow is healed. Barstow is prospering. Barstow is safe. Barstow is strong. Barstow is surrounded by the walls of God's salvation. Barstow is full of love, joy, and peace. Barstow is full of the glory of God. Barstow is coming to Jesus. Barstow is saved. In Jesus' name, amen. We'll see you tonight. We make miracles look from his king. Light in the darkness, my 